This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks? This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the tinfoil hat titan, a.k.a. the conspiracy realist, a.k.a. the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr., don't text me with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, Jay, you ice, young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me, mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me, a.k.a. The West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? It's your man Dame going wild, the West Side landlord, pride of PA, high chief Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Uh, welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 169 on you hoes. A lot of content. A lot of content, man. I was trying to think. Uh, somebody mentioned like Malcolm Gladwell, uh, you know, 10,000 hours before you become like a master. I'm like, yeah. damn. Do I got my ten thousand hours in? We we probably a little shy. Yeah, we a lot. We a, we a, a lot of shy. shy. <laughs> <laughs> I do got ten thousand hours in other shit, but not this podcast shit. Not yet. I probably got ten thousand hours in parenting, and I'm still like not even close to mastering that yeah, shit. It's something. Yeah. It's something crazy that happen every day. Facts. But talking and interacting with people and knowing how people work after what sixteen years of this shit, like. I, I'm I mastered that part, okay, but not not the podcast shit yet. So if you one like, day, so if you like it, y'all been fucking with us for three years. It's only gonna get better, okay. Yeah. So, how was your week, my brother? Uh, week was crazy, man. I spent th- I've been in Children's hos- Hospital the last three days. Oh, my daughter poked her I, poked herself in the eye. Jesus, with a toy. What was it? Fucking Wednesday night. I was in a, I was at Children's and shout out to Tommy Biggs. Uh, he seen me at Children's. I ain't see Biggs down there, but uh, I was in Children's for like six hours the first night, and because it was an eye injury, we had to come back the next day mm. to the optometrist, and then the next day after that. So yeah, we, I'm gonna spend a lot of time with my little lady, and she's uh, a handful. I mean, I, I just actually seen your whole clan all together at the same time the other day. Yeah, man, we deep. Yeah, we deep as hell. Y'all deep. deep. Your (laughs) daughter, she not like the little daughter no more. Nah, I mean she little daughter, but like she little, but I mean she tall as hell and she full of lip. (laughs) She talk all day. Yeah, Uh, yeah, we deep out here. We we fire strong. And the young one, he got your your whole face. Well, all of them, they all look alike. All of them look like you. You know what I'm saying? Like different versions of you, but he got your whole face. Yeah, my oldest and my youngest like look the closest to me and my oldest girl. Like, if I had long hair, that's probably what I, nah, I end up looking the like. The youngest boy got your face, but he got verge hair. <laughs> <laughs> You're <got>, right. 
<laughs> he got the curly curl. I used to have curly when I could grow hair. It was it was curly. I, I have never seen. But I mean, it's hair, it's been a long it's been a long time. My twenty year reunion is weekend. Yeah, I'm ready to turn the fuck up, especially tonight. Man, listen, it's the pajama party tonight. My twenty year next year, right? So when we was working. Uh, when I was, I don't know, shit, I don't know, 22, 23 years old and shit. And the girl used to work next to me or sit next to me. And she was going to her 20 year reunion. And like, in my, like, she looked so old to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, 20 years. Like, was I used she, to, I used she to, white? No, she black. Okay. But like, I used to crack jokes like, damn, 20 years. So now I'm hitting that 20 year mark. I don't think I look that way. No, nah, I don't think I look old. But we, you made a valid comment the other day where we was just talking. Like, if you grew up in a house where your parents ain't getting no fuck about you, you probably looking bad these days because yeah. your diet was poor. You staying up all fucking Stress night. The fuck out. Yeah, worried about grown shit. Look, if you if your reunion coming up, man, drink some water, man. Shit, I don't know. Get, take care of your skin. Cause, uh, I'm getting fried all weekend, man. What kind of fried, man? You know, you gotta take care of yourself, man. Like nigga, fried. Like fried like a catfish dinner, fried like a, a eight piece from Captain Jay's with extra lemon pepper. I'm getting fried all weekend. All right, man. Just need to take care of your health, man. I just, you know, I ain't got to go to work on Monday, so I'm just chilling. I can recuperate all next week. All right, man. So look, um, and you met my sister. Oh shit! And I you met my sister. I could not wait to get back here and report. Now listen. Now I've known you 20 years. You finally met my sister. Now on my, I'm 37. On my 35th birthday, we did a first live, my first birthday party ever, by the way. Did a live podcast from Rosie O'Grady's. Um, it was a fucking time. Everybody, y'all had a good time and shit. We was washed. And, uh, washed. Dame said something like about a sister. I'm like, nigga, what? And he's someone, he, his sister. I'm like, nigga, you don't have a sister. Like I've known you, for, you don't have a fucking sister. So he had this alleged sister he always used to bring up that I've never seen a picture of. Not a throwback Thursday, no nothing. It's a throwback picture of me and her up there. Allegedly, okay. I don't, I don't know. I mean, but you met her. But in in the flesh. Yeah, you met her in the flesh. So yes, people. That's she my exists, baby sister, and she pretty fucking cool too. So good job. Almost she probably, most she, days. She, might, she could be days. cooler than you. I doubt that. Yes, she was hiding her shit. <laughs> I doubt that. Um, we don't really like I'll be honest I ain't the, the easiest nigga to deal with or be close to you know and I've probably caused some separation in our relationship now that both my parents is gone like we are kind of like we forced together yeah. pretty much like and I don't want to put the wrong impression out here like I love her to death that's like my blood but like I left home early she was still I was in the mix of doing my own shit and yeah. she was like growing up so I mean that kind of put a wedge between shit but like now it's just her and us and my kids so i mean well you know i do got, I, I kill for her. i do got this segment shit i was right about and uh um, I, this gotta be a shit i was wrong about she really exists yes yeah, she does I, this nigga was lying um uh speaking of man this this week man um yesterday um uh, was my mom's birthday yeah uh she had her heavenly birthday um so it's been a, you know, it's been one of those kind of weeks. Yesterday, I didn't go to work. I ain't really want to feel, I ain't going to feel like I want to fuck with people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's only her second birthday that's come around. You know what I'm saying? So uh, thank you for appreciate for taking care of the, the sessions yesterday. No you know problem. what I'm saying? But I ain't really want to talk to people yesterday. Uh, pictures I posted yesterday, I, I turned the comments off because I, I, I hate having to deal with the the comments 
Because people don't know what to say. Yeah. Like, so, you know, like the picture, keep it moving. Cause and that's the thing with my dad passing. Like, I know people mean well, but it's like, yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's I'm not, not trying even, to be rude, but like, you know. It's not even a bad know. thing, but sometimes I just, just you know. Um, it's, a, it's a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he ain't. He ain't been going a month yet. And I mean, it's overwhelming at first. And then now that like everything has died down, it's just like silent. Yeah. And I appreciate, I know people mean well, they, they, they wish you well. It's like after a while, eh. I don't want to bring, I want to bring it up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, cause I got to keep living. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like he, you know, I don't want to be crass about it, but he gone now. So I got to keep living. Yeah. So, uh, so that was a uh, yesterday today is the fifth anniversary and back today in 2014 um that whole ass white officer murdered mike brown um in ferguson missouri it's been five years since that took place it seemed like that shit was just yesterday it really do man i've been um i've been following some people for five years now on social media uh ferguson missouri if y'all know i've probably said this before but is the reason that your timeline is now no longer in order right now um, when all that shit happened and CNN was out there reporting, they were gathering information on Twitter and on Facebook and on um, Instagram, and they were coordinating everything. And I was watching in real time what was really happening versus what they were saying um, on the Internet. I mean, on CNN. So I see the police officers via live streaming, like throwing smoke canisters and shit on people while they sitting in the yards and shit like that. And um, they was like, and this was the first time some shit happened. And like, they gathered around the internet. People from um, overseas was telling them how to make gas masks and how you, um, out of like two liter bottles. I mean, cut the two liter bottle up, how to make gas masks, how you can get the tear gas and stuff out of your eyes and everything. So the internet kind of put all that shit together. And while they was doing that shit in real time, they was like, no, that's not really what's happening. So now your shit is not in order. So now I can hide your post. You know what I'm saying? You might go through your timeline a million times, think it's refreshed. The next day you see a post from yesterday, from yesterday. two days ago. Yeah. So now I can hide your post and hide, you know, what was going on. One of the girls I follow, uh, she actually got with a rubber bullet, but she got shot in the head and the bullet was lodged underneath her skin. You know what I'm saying? And I've been following her since all this for five years or whatever. And the, the people that she was around and, you know, like five of the activists that were going on in Ferguson Dead. got murdered. murdered. murdered been, a lot of them have been murdered in vehicles. And those were some of the people that was with her. So, like, I feel like I don't know these people, but like, I but feel, you feel like, invested. I feel like I know these people and I know what they was doing out there. And I've been watching. But today is the uh, the fifth year anniversary of that. I think his father trying to get the case reopened or whatever. Um <laughs> Years later, they found out that Mike Brown didn't go in there and didn't actually steal anything from the store. You know what I'm saying? They was real quiet with that. The video was misleading. Um, he had paid for some shit that they didn't give him. So when he, what he was quote unquote taking with some shit he was he already, already, paid, he already for. paid for. You know what I'm saying? So rest in peace to Mike Brown. The hands up, don't shoot comes from that. Like, I won't let him be forgotten. That was the first one that like impacted me that i actually went out and went to one of the marches and shit you know what i'm saying the trayvon shit fucked me up deeply especially when he got off but like i physically went downtown to different marches i don't know what it was about this one but that one really got me and uh it's fucked up yeah and it's not it's not really getting no better yeah you know uh 45 is still igniting 
the flames of hate throughout the country. Man, a lot of that shit been going around this week. Um, but before all the mass shootings, we ain't that, we ain't really talk about that. Now I don't really care to. But but some, some, some well, some people have hit us up and they want to hear our thoughts. Go what ahead, is, go ahead. I'll let but, you add that. But I mean, I, before we get into that, because we we might fuck around and talk about that shit. Uh, let me introduce our, our our guest. Well, let let me have my guest introduce himself because he heard our intros and I, he got like a bunch of intros. I know he do because he because that's what he got. Actually, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but my name is Desmond DJ DDT Travis. Uh, yeah, I don't have a bunch of AKAs. Hey, man, we we are honored to have you here because maybe about two. Man. Maybe about two years ago, me and Jay had sat down and kind of came up with a list of different Detroit legends in our eyes that we wanted to sit down and talk to. You know, you've you've been in around Detroit as long as I can remember. You know, I'm I'm 37 myself, and I'm not trying to you know date you by <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, I'm dated, but uh, <laughs> like me and Jay both both used to rap real heavy, and I remember like you know what's next on the menu. Yeah, was like the first time I ever heard my song or my voice on the radio. What did and, I what did I play on you? Man, this was like back in '05. What was your rap name? Just Young Day. That was not, nothing nothing special, nothing special. But this was like back in '05. I heard my joint on the radio, and I know Jay. What was the name of it? Uh, it was called Do What You Do. Young Dame, Do What You Do. I remember the name Young Dame because it was crazy because I was working with um, Denon, and he had an artist named Big Dame. Okay. So that's why I remember that name. Yeah, man. Long time ago. Yeah. You know what's so funny, which is, is really interesting. Um, so my mom uh, worked for JLB for – Numerous years or whatever. Did I know that? You had well, I don't you you know my mom, but you didn't know that you knew her. She actually gave you a CD uh of PDPI, PD Pistols of the Detroit yeah. News Project. And um you called the number that was on there and it was like, Look, I've been listening to this shit for a long time and shit. And that's what we connected with uh when we was black city government at the time with PDPI or PD Pistols at the time or whatever. Um, and we, you played the joint on what's next on the menu, the whole nine and shit. But my mom gave you the, the C- and I didn't even know that she gave you the CD. You know what I'm saying? Word. Um, but yeah, so that's wild that yesterday, today, the the circle of life or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's much. Crazy. Hit. I do got an intro for you though. What's that? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, the voicemail you left, we was doing a little thing where we got a project called Free Radio. This was like 2010 at the time. But uh, we had people call in, leave their voice messages on there, and we threw it on the album. And there you go. Represent the whole East wow. Side, Counters and Mac, the whole nine. So the shit go around in the circle. That is yeah. crazy. Yeah. And it was just a, a lot of people that we kind of grew up in the city that we had a respect for, you know, that we grew up listening. We was like, man, it would be cool if we could get – some of these people in here and we we slowly knocking down the list. Yeah. But uh we we glad to finally get you in the building. Oh man, I appreciate it, man. It's a bunch of Detroit um legendary radio personalities that 
Um, I just think that I want to sit down and talk to. And uh, I mean, we had Sugar Ray in here. That was the first one to hit hit to hit here. I want to uh, want to sit down with yourself. Uh, I want to sit down with Tuna, and I want to sit down with Mason, who they know me, but they don't know that they know me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying from uh, yeah. from younger, and they you know friends of my mom and stuff like that, and like just people around Doctor Darius who've been around like these y'all been around twenty years on the radio. Yeah, yeah, like so people entire lives they've been listening and hearing. I was there from '94 to '09. Mm. 15 years. That's crazy. Yeah. So that like, crazy. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a, it's a major thing. And yeah. besides doing that, and it's I mean, hard to survive in a major market on the radio. Cause absolutely. The, the turnover is crazy. Yep. You know, you get a new program director. They want to change yep. anything top to bottom. I can't even tell you how many program directors were there the whole time I was there, but it was, a, <laughs> it was a bunch huh. of them. It's the revolve. We call it a revolving door. Cause yeah. it was, it was it was it was nuts, but that was probably probably the most fun I had being at the being at that radio station. Yeah, man. Um, shit, that radio. Station. That was my first internship when I came out of Specs Howard. I interned at JLB uh, in promotions with Larry Love for probably about two years. Wow, Larry Love. Yeah, that was Larry, my dude, man. And Larry used to work them interns like slaves. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. They used to work as like fucking dogs. But I mean, I just wanted to be around and be in it so bad. And I just knew like radio is just one of those things that you gotta pay your dues. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you if you you can't just walk in the door top dog after until you get a few years under your belt. Right. But you gotta start from the bottom and really pay your dues yeah. and learn because you're gonna fuck up. It's things that you just gonna not gonna do right, not gonna learn until you just in the thick of it. One of my cousins mentioned that it's funny that that we that I do what I do, being where my mind worked. I mean, like way back in the day, she was working for like WJR, uh, WHYT. I don't know if y'all remember yeah. WHYT. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know JLB back when, uh, before when the the logo was just well, it was strong the songs. Strong song. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I it's used to rock. Arm. I used to rock the um the this blue and white. Um, Letterman jacket, WJLB Letterman jacket, blue with Man, the white. Man, always wanted one of them. With the with the white uh with the white sleeves and shit. I got into yeah. a fight in school because a nigga took my jacket and threw that bitch in the bathroom in the toilet. Oh wow! And I'm like, nigga, I can't go back. Like it was on after that. Like you did. I, they was like, hey, <laughs> somebody tapped me. Like, oh, that was my your first bathroom in your, your your jacket in the toilet. Yeah, that was the first. Nah, I think my my second or third, like in middle school, that was like my first middle school fist fight. Cause like, look, nigga, my mama gave me that coat. Fit. <laughs> That's my mama coat, matter of fact. So uh, somebody had to pay for that shit. You know maybe, what I'm saying? Maybe I need to go have a talk with my my <laughs> oldest brother because he uh, took. I don't know if you remember the the all black ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the black jackets with the leather, yeah. black leather sleeves. My Which brother cool. took. Took my jacket. I, I knew he took it, but he never gave it back. I remember who might be time for retribution. I remember right. the nigga who who who, uh, who muscle it was. was. Back in the day, he used to go to the um to like the softball games or whatever, and you know he'd be out there with his. I'm like, oh, that's the oh, that's the strong the yeah. strong the strong song. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, but um, yeah, man. So I mean, besides actually uh being on the radio or whatnot, like you probably touched so many different lives. Just specifically on what's next on the menu, because there's so many people <laughs> who 
got they like it's a different feeling when you hear a song on the radio. Here's yeah. what's crazy about that though. The one thing that I was pissed off about is that most people, most artists who got their songs played, didn't know anything about the business, didn't care to know anything about the business. They just wanted their songs on the radio so they can sit in the car on Saturday night with their boys and nothing else. Yeah. Like nothing. Cause they would bring me their songs. I'm like, did you are you registered with BDS? What's BDS? Uh, you know, did you do this? Did you do that? What is it? I don't know what that is. Because that's not and the hip hop story. It used to piss me off. The hip hop story is you made this album, you ran into a DJ, he played on the radio, and yeah. now you a star. Like yeah. that's the story. Yeah, like, that was the, yeah. That shit is unrealistic. It's, for for sure. It's not. It was you know? the story, but it's crazy because I got into radio because I was a DJ rapper and producer yeah so i just wanted to learn more about the business like i already learned a lot from reading books and, and shit like that but i wanted to like get an inside thing of it and i end up liking radio I end up being uh uh good at a lot of different things in radio so but with that i'm i i i, I get mad when People didn't do what what I was doing, which was reading or re, you know at least a little research. Yeah, find something out to you know about the shit you about to get into. Uh, the whole time I was there, and the whole time we were playing people's music, it was you know the one phrase I kept hearing is "get on." <laughs> that, it was like, uh, like I get gotta on. get on. Yeah, we about to get on. I gotta get on. But what the fuck is on? Man, it was just a, it was such a mystique about FM ninety eight WJLB. Like if like when you a lo- so- when you but when you a local artist and you know you got the that dream like I I'm in the studio I'm working on the project right. you just want to hear like you say you want to be able to ride around the city and like yo shit come on yeah awesome. and be able to turn it up in the car. But when dog before that before I got into radio, me and my best friends sat in a room. One whole night and made a eighteen song demo, and after that we was like, "What do we do?" We were like, "What do we do next?" And we didn't just, you know, say we got to get on. We said, "What do we? We need to research the shit." So yeah. you know, all of us researched everything that we needed to do. But I, but that was also like a different day and time, as well. Like kind of not really, but kind of. Think about this, so like. Now we know a little bit more about radio and how like an artist would go do a drop for like a million people, right? Yeah. Growing up, nigga, MC Hammer said WJOB. Like MC Hammer yeah. is in the studio, whether he was there or not. Like we didn't know. You right. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. all these artists who come into town and do radio interviews, like, this is the biggest station in the world. Like everybody is listening to this shit because yeah. now you know that, you know, people mail in their drops and do all their things, and this is what we gotta do. From every market, but back then it was just like this. Oh man, WJLB. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. But now, if you got a smartphone and internet access, like you can feasibly get on. I guess for for lack of a better term, I mean, like radio, uh, internet radio, and satellite radio is less less important to uh, artists now than it used to be. You know what I mean? Um, you don't you don't need radio for everybody to hear you. Yeah, you can you can do do some bullshit on the internet, go viral, and then let everybody know you got music. Yep. 
And that's how that's that's a, that's how a lot of things are going on right you now. You get one tweet that goes viral, and yeah. then the, the the every no matter what, if you go if something gets retweeted on your timeline, go look at the next tweet after that. They was like, I guess I need to promote something. <laughs> every single one, yeah. like anything that go viral, the next the very next tweet is somebody mixtape, yep. somebody SoundCloud link, somebody business, or they be like, I don't got nothing to promote, but go check out my friend. Like, cause that next, it's it's a whole different game plan now. Yeah. Now let me go viral on some silly shit or a silly tweet or a silly message. And then yeah. everybody go see my comment. Which is crazy. It's, cra- it's crazy how all of this works now. But it was, it's, it's part of, part of a design to, it's part of a design and I, I can't stand using the, the phrase distract us, but it's, it's distracting us for from certain things. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. So that other things can be continued to so the other things can continue to be pulled over our eyes. Yeah. Don't pay attention to the people behind the, yeah. the curtain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm I'm king conspiracy over here. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't you don't have to worry about yeah. that. Uh there's always conspiracy going on. Um so we kinda alluded before we introduced um this week. Last Saturday, last yeah, last Saturday and Saturday night, there was two shootings, two mass shootings. Um, just your thoughts, Dan? I think it's fucked up, but I also think like it's it's much more to it than what they what they try to give us, what they feeding us. You know, when I see the surveillance video and he walks into Walmart with the ache with the gun and and. and, and and he got the the ear protection. I'm like, so nobody. <laughs> now I don't expect the Walmart security to be, you know, right. top flight and tackle a nigga as soon as he walked through the door. But I'm just saying, like, nobody saw this shit marching through the parking lot. Well, the red right. flag for me was the hearing protection because those are two totally different states of mind. So if you walk in, like. The fact that he right. was apprehended. You ain't, you ain't 100% crazy. No, The fact not that at you all. were ac- apprehended right. without anybody shooting a shot yeah. with, with no problem. Like, you knew you was going to make it out alive. Because right. you had the presence of mind be like, I'm going to protect my hearing. Protect my hearing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because usually if I go up yeah. in that bitch, I'm just about to spray up and shoot some. I don't know how you this shit goes. You're right. You don't give a fuck. I don't you, know how this shit go in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't give a fuck about what you're going to hear. No. I want my ear pods to work, though. I want my ear pods to work after <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that shit kind of weary. And I hope I didn't. Week before and shit, I was like, listen. Me knock on wood. But I was like, listen, it's election time. Watch it be a mass shooting. Wow. Yeah. And then you had one. Now, later on that night in um, uh, not Toledo, um, Dayton. Yeah. Another shooting. Now, you know, Clay just moved to Dayton. Literally. Oh, uh, I thought he was in Cleveland. No, he moved to Dayton. Uh, uh, that's a se- he's seven days in. That shit happened 12 minutes from him. You know what I'm saying? So when you go to a new city, new town, you meet with new work folks, first place they typically take you, let's go downtown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's the safest place. That's where everything popping. But it's not a very big place. Yeah. Luckily, he didn't go. You know what I'm saying? He didn't go down there. But like, that shit, wow. And that one, I don't know if y'all saw it. They showed the video of them giving it to the dude. No, no, I, I didn't see seen. that. Yeah, he died. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I knew uh, that. I knew that, but I didn't. I, yeah. I hadn't seen any. And that video. one a little different because, um, like he shot up his sister and his in his in his right. His he sister. killed his sister. Like he was with them. Something happened. He went back, put on his armor, and came back and sprayed up them and others. 
Wow. So like I don't I don't necessarily know that this is like uh the same. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, that's that. That sounds like two different ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Same result. Right. And police showed up immediately and just let him start letting it go. You know what I'm saying? They was ta-ta-ta. Um, but you know, whenever these situations happen, there's a lot of different discussions that happen and gun laws and right. this and that and this and that and laws never stop criminals or people that want to stay away from the laws that are set up. So I'm right. not a huge proponent of saying like, well, if we have gun control then this shit's not going to happen. Nah, because crazy is going to happen wherever the fuck crazy feel like bubbling (laughs) up. So, I mean, you can have all the laws, all the protections in the world. Now, I do, you know, my my biggest problem is, you know, I can get pulled over on the side of the road right now and a police officer beat the fuck out of me. Mm -hmm. And I ain't even got to go dumb as fuck for that shit to happen. Like, we out in Oak Park, we in Oakland County, Michigan. Like, it's not too far-fetched to believe, like, if I got stopped tonight, I'll probably get some hands put on me. Right. And how a motherfucker comes in with an assault rifle, shoots up people in a public place, and goes down with not a scratch on them is fucking beyond me. Yeah. Make it make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, was it, what? I, who was it? Was it Dylan Roof that they, like, asked him if he wanted to stop and get Burger King? Yeah. They went and got him some Burger King. Yeah. Hey, I don't just shot up a motherfucking church. Yeah. I don't went to jail hella times, and only thing I done got is the food that they bring to the cell. That like this little the little, sandwich, little apple juice. <laughs> it was like a half. A, it's like a, a, a little a little apple pie. Yeah, or they gave me some honey insane. buns and OCJ. That was probably the best thing I've ever had in jail. That's, Look, man, that's insane. There's there is no way to stop this. I mean, let's just be real. Like, there's no way to stop this, right? There are. Over four, there are 400 million known guns in the country. There are not 400 million people in the country. Right. There are more guns than there are people. And for my 37 years of life, it's been that way. You know what I'm saying? So it's not a, a issue that, oh man, if it, were, it wasn't for all these guns. No, it's always been more guns. It's always been more guns than people. That's just how it is. Now, the only thing that has stopped Every mass shooting, all of them, is the arrival of a second gun. Yeah. I know people don't want to hear that, but the arrival of a second gun stopped every single one of them. Either because they saw the gun and and was like, all right, I quit, I give up, or the second gun came. Because most people don't want to die. And shot them. Like, these people are cowards because they're going somewhere where I know you can't defend yourself and open and fire. And then the second somebody comes with a gun and shoots back, you die or you give up. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the 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 appearance of a second gun is the only thing in every one of these situations that has stopped it. So like while we I don't I'm not saying that like every citizen needs to be on some Rambo shit, but like let's just Yeah. If you're over eighteen, you don't have a criminal record, you should probably carry. Yeah. I'm I'm actually uh, mad at myself for being forty five and and not having one right now, mm. even though I'm I'm looking heavy. Yeah, but I you know I do want to make sure that my son knows that he can and will have a gun. Yeah, I I I'm looking for a new one now myself. But I mean I I learned how to shoot nine ten years old. Okay. Oh well, yeah, I learned. Yeah, I, I well, uh, I guess I can say I you know did carry something when I was yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, we, I'm from, we, I'm we from all the been, east side. So, you know what I'm saying? Sorry you, to hear that. Everybody got their flaws. You know well, what I'm saying? <laughs> but listen, though, like, and for real life, you know, like, I mean, if you black in this country, like 55 years ago, we just got the right to vote. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if we want to put all of our all of our hope and our our lives in the hands of the police, who I know don't come when they call. Right. What you gonna do, fam? And I during this time, the conversation they always talk about background checks, uh, mental health checks, and things like that. Yes. Which sounds real good, right? There is not one database that holds everybody' medical records. Right. How do you do a a, 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 a background check like that? And what about people who don't have health care? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. if if I don't, what if I suffer from something? I just don't even know it. And there's always a loophole around something. Like I look at, you know, CC CPL classes, for example. Like we know people that run them classes. I I be honest, I know niggas that, you know, you pay me whatever it is for the class. You my man's. You ain't yeah. got to sit through it. Just you right. Know, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Now, um, I do know those too. You probably want to sit through the class though. Yeah. Because it's a lot of shit you're gonna you learn. Once you get your license, yeah. like it's a lot of it's a lot of defenses that you can't uh everything that you do, you shoot somebody is premeditated if you carry him because you woke up that morning and you put your gun on you. So you thought in your head that I possibly could shoot somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I carried this gun out. It's a lot of shit that's in there like I don't know, Jada Kiss says something about like I got a license to carry that's like a license to kill niggas. No, it's not. No. Nah. Because <laughs> you they tell you you shoot maybe somebody, if, you go in the jail. Maybe if you white. Right. But if you black, are we looking for any way to lock your dumb ass up? Right. And that's Ken Worthy speaking. <laughs> Shit, man. You go in the jail. Yeah. But you, like, you shoot a nigga tonight, whether you got your CPL or not, you go in the jail. It has to be hard proof that you were in imminent danger. Hell yeah. And that's hard to prove. Right. That's hard to prove. The mental health thing has been a thing. And I'm not saying that I'm a proponent for somebody who's mentally unstable to like just be out here waving around pistols and doing whatever they want to do. You know what I'm saying? Be like snowfall this week. Yeah. (laughs) But my question is, like I live in the hood still. I live off six miles in Southfield. It's not, I mean, like. Not in poverty, but like it's niggas around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's niggas around, right? And niggas like to steal. They like to break in. They like to fuck with you. Facts. Fuck with your kids. I mean, I got the neighborhood app, the ring app, and like I literally see break ins and niggas walking through people's yards at three or four o'clock in the morning, like all yeah. the time. You know what I'm saying? People getting robbed and shot and shit like that. Literally. I mean, I told you about a, a week a, ago, nigga tried to break in my car in the fucking driveway. In a 10 mile radius, right? So let's say. You have somebody in your home. Say you you bipolar. You got your little. You got your medication and shit. You got your shit under control. Um, you can't have a gun because you bipolar and somebody break inside your home. You don't got the right to defend yourself because you got a medical issue. Like I can't protect my family. Right. Like this a. They expect the right, the, they expect the crazy to protect you. I got the right <laughs> to protect my protect my life. Right. You know what I'm saying? We just got to ask ourselves these questions. Like, well. What does does my mental health say? I can't defend myself now because I know when I call the police, they're not showing up. Mm-hmm. It could be they don't show up for dead bodies. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, what you supposed to do in that situation? Right. It's tough questions we got to ask. Yeah. Because we can't make legislation based off the one off situations because more times than not, that's not really what happens. Right. So what do you do 
when you got you suffer from anxiety, but that's labeled as a mental health disorder. So now because you be anxious, you can't have <laughs> you can't protect your family. Yeah. Like it's insane. It's insane. It's wild, man. It's the world we live in, too. Right. And just but I'm going to get my gun this weekend. Last one. Hell yeah. <laughs> Whether it was an AK or not, nigga, I, you could he could have went in a, in that bitch with a handgun and did the exact same he did the thing. The exact same thing, yeah. yeah. My finger moved fast. That's how many bullets gonna come out. Yeah. It's a semi-automatic. Everything that's not a revolver is a semi-automatic. semi-automatic. I know that shit sounds scary. That means every time I pull the trigger, one bullet coming out. So if a nigga can pull the trigger fast with his handgun, 17 of y'all are going to get it. Yep. So, I mean, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit, just protect yourself. Right. That's it. But the real question is, when are we going to start profiling, profiling white, young white males? Those are American terrorists. Um. The one dude from the Senate Intel Committee was like, uh, the reason that they can't look into it is because if they looked into the young white males who have been radicalized by white nationalists, um, he said they can't do it because that's Trump's base and they can't investigate the president's base support. Now, this is not some shit I made up. Like, this is an actual statement. I believe that. I, I totally believe it. That's crazy. Yeah, that's wild as hell. As long as these people... One, it's not no, ain't no black people doing this shit. You can right. find me that one from the nineties or, or yeah. John Muhammad and Lee Malvo. Yeah, but that wasn't mad. That was individual shots. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was still wild. That was wild. Yeah, it was wild. That was, was wild. wild. You know what I'm saying? Nigga was and before that, was riding was around like, that Crown Vic. Yeah, yeah. Pushing be- light, pushing the license plate down and shooting through the light. Yeah, that was some ingenious shit. Before know. that, it was what uh, my man in Atlanta in 1980. I ain't here. It was a. Uh, Child murder. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. a bunch of kids murdered in Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, that's a, it's a whole podcast about I don't, Yeah, I don't remember how many, exactly how many, but it was a bunch. I was yeah. like six years old. I yeah. remember that shit. Yeah, it's a but, whole podcast about that right now. There is? Yeah. Okay. I, I need to check it out. Um, But, like, it ain't women because it is still like, it has never no. been a, a woman mass shooter. Um, And most 99.9% of the time is a white male. That's responsible for all the violence in this country. Well, yeah, a lot of the violence in this country. I won't yeah. say all, yeah, but because you know, <laughs> niggas go nick. <laughs> uh, but uh, a lot of the violence in this country, and like, we, when we gonna start profiling them? Right. Not ever. Man, it's not it's, ever. I'm trying to find the words to say because it it doesn't look like it's gonna happen anytime soon. And if. White nationalism and white supremacy and everything is on the rise, and the target is black people. Why would we give up our guns? Oh, right. Yeah, no, no. And it's crazy because when when the shootings happen, and the, you know they knew that it was a white guy. First thing they say, or the first or second thing they started to say was video games. But and then they said somebody was dumb enough to say some shit like there are no video games in Japan. Fuckhead. That's where they're made. Yeah. <laughs> it was a st- <laughs> <laughs> like there's there are no video games in Japan, stupid. No, first first off. Yes the fuck they are. <laughs> okay. Uh second, I mean, they are they are, they are made over there. And then like, you know when Sandy Hook happened? Uh that same day in Japan, a nigga went to a school and stabbed twenty two kids. Oh shit. 
I didn't know that. You can Google that shit now. The same day that Sandy Hook shit happened, nigga, when that bitch instead, it was a stabbing. To, it was a mass stabbing today. It's gonna be hard Where? to stab. Let me bring this shit up. It was a mass stabbing, Jeez, nigga. It's gonna be pretty hard to stab me after I know what after I know what's <laughs> going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if that, I'm in the building and I hear niggas getting stabbed, it's gonna be pretty you know difficult how, for you to get to me. You know how much more gangster that is or, or oh, how, yeah. how four, less cowardice that is? That was two days ago. Four dead, two wound, two wounded in the Southern California stabbing. Shit. A man full of anger went on a two-hour stabbing and robbery rampage in South uh, California, killing four people, Damn. wounded two others. 33-year-old dude. I'd have shot that nigga. If you don't yeah, know a nigga gonna walk up to you and at stab least in you, the arm or something. Yeah. Shit. Like if, if you don't know a nigga gonna walk up to you and stab you, I'm just saying like you walk into the gas station, nigga hold a dope for you. <laughs> oh well, that's different. But if you see him stab somebody else and then you just standing there, I mean, you might you might get me, but I I carry. So I mean, somebody dying. Well, right? Yeah. While while I'm clutching my stomach, I'm also reaching. I'm also reaching for my sig. I tell you what. I want y'all to play that video on the news shit like his <laughs> to that last couple friends. <laughs> play that shit on the news, goddammit. Um Damn. what about the I shoot this bitch <laughs> I shoot this bitch up. <laughs> shoot him, make shoot him. Yeah, I, I air this, this motherfucker out. Uh I like that song, actually. You probably can't tweet that, you might get blocked and shit, but I love I'm that song. St- I'm still blocked on Twitter. I don't get no fuck no more. I don't even want it's my a song called I Shoot This Bitch Up by uh an artist named Shoot Him McShoot Him from Detroit. Wow. I know why it sound, but it sounds pretty good. I love the <laughs> <fucking> song. <laughs> it's kinda like therapeutic and shit. You know what I'm saying? Not the shooting part, but But like, you can apply that you can apply that theme, that that statement to the song kinda go like my boss said I I gotta work overtime. Man, I shoot this bitch up. You know what I'm saying? It's more oh, like wow. a joke, not like I'm literally gonna go yeah. shoot some shit up. Oh, speaking of a joke like that, I was I, I, I saw somebody post on Instagram that some dude was in uh, like a, a store as big as Walmart and yeah. was like, yeah, I'm about to blow this bitch up. <laughs> yeah, you going to jail, my nigga. You and going they, to jail. But look, they start panicking, <laughs> call the police and all of that shit. And then he came, he, he was in the bathroom, so he came back out and like, I was just talking about. This nigga was in the bathroom taking a shit. Yeah. And he said, I'm about to blow this bitch up. <laughs> And they called the police that bought a bomb thing. He was like, yeah. no, man. Like, I was in here taking a shit. I'm hey, about look, to blow it up. Hey, look, my nigga, and they didn't I, arrest him. Like, they laughed and shit. I was like, that's what I hey, was Hey, look, cool. my nigga, I had a fish filet and a milkshake today. I'm about to. I'm about to. <laughs> man, I was at my dad's crib. We was watching that shit on the news. I'm like, nigga, this, this is like real life. Like, that's hilarious. This is real life. Um, so all that's been happening, man. Hey, man, stay protected. Uh, I say strap up. Um, if you see a nigga looking at you wild in Walmart, Hey, you might have to go on the offensive because niggas is crazy. It's so funny that I stay no, away from Walmart. Dog. It's so funny. High, lower prices, higher chaos. <laughs> it's so funny that that nigga went up in Walmart and killed twenty people. However, the police killed a young black kid playing with the the toy gun in Walmart that he took off the shelf. Y'all remember that shit? Yeah, yeah. But not this guy. They took him with no problem. Right. Plastic gun, kill him. A real gun, let's walk him out of here peacefully. Right. That's wild. I, um, I keep thinking back to Dylan Roof because I'm wondering that they stopped with this dude and got some coffee or some shit. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, we want to really get on our, our conspiracy shit, right? Uh, there's a video floating around. Uh, somebody was on Snapchat 
um, recording when they announced the shooting, mm-hmm. and they announced it um, at three p.m. shooting Walmart blah blah blah. It was two thirty seven when they did the announcement, and then the lady was like, "Cause you know on Snapchat they got the little filter, I mean the little thing yeah, with the yeah. time on it," um, and she was like, um, "Shooting happened at three o'clock." She's like, "Oh, that didn't happen yet." Oh wow! Matter of fact, yeah, but it didn't you know what? Yet. I yeah I I believe that shit I believe that shit happens a lot because and then um the other uh, conspiracy is the fact that uh a lot of these things happen and some of the same people show up in different places in different yeah, states yeah facts. like Sandy different Hill. mothers yeah different mothers crying in in totally different states facts I mean that Sandy Hook shit yeah I watched that shit in real time uh like I, I i literally watched that shit in real time and then i went to their facebook um pages where like the memorials and shit mm-hmm. like how y'all set up a fund for this shit the day before this shit even happened like that's yeah. wild um, crisis actors remember we had yeah that's about, what it yeah. is crisis actors. so listen you go to audio from uh what i was talking about happened at the walmart and horizon i'm not sure what time this tweet went out however oh, okay here it is at 3 p.m well, that's, that hasn't happened yet. Okay, so today is the third. Yeah. Wow. That hasn't happened yet. <laughs> it was 237 at that time. Uh, but they showed these uh, four pictures of this guy. I swear all these pictures is different, man. Like, he got different pants on. His hair is different in one picture. Like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it. I yeah. totally believe it. I don't, I don't believe that shit. Um. Before we get back into some music shit and uh, and more history of uh, Detroit hip hop and music and the whole nine yards, uh, I gotta talk about this deportation shit, right? I don't usually get involved in the whole Trump and ICE and all other shit, but this is one video that's been floating around today, dog. That shit got me, dog. The little girl. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, damn. She went to school. She went to school, and now she coming home with no parents. Like that shit's fucked up. I don't have an answer to fix this shit, though. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't have an answer. Like, so I heard people say, like, we should abolish ICE and everything like that. But, like, we got to have a border and you got to have a process. But, like, what are you supposed to do? I don't know. Yeah. These babies in school, their parents being and said arrested fa- and marched out. She like her father being here since he was like six or some shit or six, like. The nigga 50-something. No, no. I got a friend of mine that his father is going through the same thing. He's been in the country. My homeboy is like 36. His father has been in America, you know, damn near 40 years. And they trying to deport him. Like, he, he's made a, a life here. He He's a small business owner. Got a house out in Southfield. Like, he he's a productive member of society. Is not he, he wasn't running from something where he came from, but now, you know, 40 years later, he's an old man now. You know what I'm saying? He, they, they're from uh from Yemen. He ain't been back to his home country since he was, uh, you know, 15, 16, because he's been in America 40-plus years. And, like, now his dad is worried that he's going to fucking get deported. This shit wild, dog. Yeah, it is. Maybe we can send white people back to Europe. No, he trying didn't to bring, come from Europe. He's trying to bring uh <laughs> what is it, the the Belgian and, and what's the other country? That he trying to he, encourage them to move over here. No, nah, man, stay where y'all at. Uh Danish, I think. Yeah, that sound about white. Because <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. He trying to convince all of them to, to move over here. Ain't uh, shit for a year. Ain't shit for a year. 
I don't I don't have an answer to how to fix this stuff, man, but it's fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked. That's that's just the plain and simple of it. You a, a baby shouldn't go to school in the morning and then when you ready to come out of school, nobody pick you up cuz your parents been right. scooped up by ice. Like mm-hmm. that's that's just fucked up. I couldn't imagine dropping my kids off at 7:30, 8 o'clock, and they expecting me there at 2:33 and that yeah. That girl was in pain, man. And she was an actor. She was the best actor. And I've she seen. was talking about, I don't have nothing from my first day of school. You know, she a baby. Right. She a baby. She depended on her family. They were showing them kids eat, sitting on the floor, eating slices of pizza. Side note, that Walmart shooting shit, like at Walmart, that was the, they had like a special day where you can get all your school supplies and everything yeah. for like real cheap or half off or some shit. Yeah. So he went in there on a day that everybody was going to be there getting school supplies for yes. the lows and shit. Yeah. So he, yeah. Terror, man. Yeah. Um, that's 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 too much, man. Shit is crazy, dog. All right, man. All right, that's enough of the sad <laughs> shit, man. That's enough of the sad shit. You want to talk about something else that said this fifty the this this list that was floating around with the top fifty MCs. Hey, fuck y'all list. Fuck that list, dog. Everybody who made a list, fuck your list. I'm f- I'm fine with that. I said I'm fine with that. Fuck your list. So I had a couple conversations with the different people, man. So what I actually want to do is I want to, I want to get a couple people in the room and have some discussions about one who can have a discussion about a top fifty list, right? Because like I guess you technically probably need to be a certain age for you to have like a a certain conversation. Because like how do you judge impact on some shit that you literally just wasn't around for, and like. And see, and that's and uh, you know we were talking. Um, I was about to say off off camera, but I guess off podcast. Yeah. And I was saying that it's um, uh, it's it be, it becomes all relative because, or it becomes uh, I, I don't think that's the right word, but you end up having people different people in different categories doing all of this, and then you can you can or you can't. Split the ca- split yeah. the people in different categories and have people do their own. You know, like this age group can only do this certain uh, yeah. fifty. This age group can only do this certain fifty. And this, you know what I mean. And you you end up with a good four hundred different rappers on yeah. lists. So, like, my thoughts was, like, I guess to a certain extent, you have to be either well versed in certain music, or which I am. Or you got to be a certain age because so let's for an example say that's like for boxing right Mm -hmm. I use this as a better example like you can tell me like Sugar Ray Robinson is the greatest boxer of all time or whatever right Um, and you can go look at highlights of Sugar Ray Robinson or whatever and get an idea of what his skill level was right right but if you weren't inside that era to actually see the others. And how the others did during that time frame. Right. So you can put in comparison of how he did. Uh, you really can't have that conversation. Right. right. So if a kid who 10 years old tell me Michael Jordan, the greatest of all time, even though I think that like you don't have anything to base that off of. Right. Besides like specific data. So yeah. like highlights and shit. Yeah. So if I was going to do a top 50 list, I honestly had to start like at 1990. I don't know. I don't have the I don't have enough information for me to go past nineteen ninety. Yeah, and we were saying like Curtis I can't speak uh 
confidently about the skill set of like somebody like Curtis Blow. Yeah. Because yeah, I I understand his impact on hip hop, but like I wasn't a lot I wasn't listening to rap music in you know 82, 83. I'm shit just born. Right. You know, it became relevant to me in like the early 90s. That's when you know, NWA meant something to me. The first time I heard Ice Cube, like that, that was impactful for me. Yeah. I can speak on shit like that. And even now, to a certain extent, like some of this shit, like I'm just not hip to. Like I don't fuck with it. I don't listen to it. Some and I don't want to. Some yeah. of the shit ain't been around long enough for you to have that, you to, you to be in that conversation. Right. Yeah. You know what See, I'm saying? for somebody like me, I remember the first rap record on vinyl. To everything now. And that's what I mean when I like, that's what I mean when I say there can be so many different categories placed. Yeah. Cause I remember when, I mean, shit, the first rap record was, uh, Rapper's Delight and mm-hmm. there was no such thing as rap music. That shit was another song. We didn't call it rap. It wasn't called rap music. It was Rapper's rap, Delight. When people say rap, they talk about talking. Let me rap. Let me rap to you for a minute. You know what I mean? That's where the word come from. But that there was, I mean, the shit was so innovative. And then when Curtis came around, that was so innovative, which is crazy because, like, that's a whole other story about how he even got his record deal. But just the different eras and how things were even brought about um, is so vast and so different. You know what I mean? And then you is it's one of those things each instance is one of those things to where you had to be there to experience it. Yeah. Just like you talked about being back when Sugar Ray Robinson was yeah. around. It's the same thing. You had to have be there to to even have an official like so for say. So if, if a fighter say, "Oh, this guy got 30 wins." And let me let me look at somebody he beat. Yeah. Well, how good was the guy he beat? Who did the guy he beat? Beat. What he, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, without any kind of context, it's like I don't know. Just like I, we can speak on Floyd. You know what I'm saying? I right. can talk about Pernell Whitaker. You know, I can talk about intelligently about boxing um, through the Sugar Ray Leonard era. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a little bit before the little Alexis Arguer around there because I was watching that shit since the the early '80s. You know what I'm saying? Well, late '80s. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, that's my favorite sport. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I've watched that shit and I've seen the level of competition. But you can equate that analogy really to any sport or anything. Like, my dad used to always talk about how he felt like Oscar Robinson was the greatest basketball yeah. player ever, mm. you know, because he averaged a triple double in the season. Well, shit, Russell Westbrook then did that shit damn near three, three years no, in a three, row. Literally three times in a row. It looks pretty easy when he do it. But I mean, <laughs> you know, the level of competition, the game yeah. is, you know, that's Oscar Robinson was, game and Russell Westbrook's game are completely different. That was one thing that always amazed me about uh, NBA basketball, which I stopped watching uh, in 2004. But from it's a good year to start watching after we won, right? <laughs> but from 04 back to I maybe started watching it in 81, maybe 79. But watching all those years and watching the different styles of play go down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the the style changed probably every, I want to say, six years or some shit like that. It was just, it, it amazed me. And then, and like y'all saying, you know, once again, you had to have been there to say this guy was great and this guy was okay. Because it's easy guy, to say that MJ would have yeah. dominated in... 
you know, a, a different yeah. a different time frame. But shit, I could say the same. Like if you drop Kendrick Lamar currently in '84, like that nigga would have sounded light years ahead of everybody else. I mean, it's so it's ask, all relative. What do you, what do you it's think? All some, relative. What do you think? Some good uh, categories or criteria if you're gonna have a, a, a top fifty. It's hard for me to say because I can't stand lists. I can't stand them. Any of them. None of them. I just don't. I never liked them. Be, and the reason I haven't liked them is because I'm that guy that likes everything. Yeah. If it's dope, it's dope. If it's whack, it's whack. And I had two. I, I never even. It was hard for me to even pick a favorite all of these years because of that. There was so much shit that I liked. Music is so personal. Yeah, it's personal. And then, like, okay, let me see. 86, I was 12. And I remember hearing JLB play, um, was it Eric B? No, My Melody by Eric B and Rakim. Yeah, yeah. And they played that shit a lot. And then after that, it was probably the Eric B, Eric B is President or I Know You Got Soul. And I would hear those, you know, a lot. And when that album came out the, the following year, you know, that was one of those things to where I just had to get it because of what I heard. And there's a lot of shit back then that I heard that would I would still consider some of my favorite shit now. Yeah. Now, a 25-year-old would be looking at me like, Ugh, what the fuck are you? No. Because it so, it's, diff- it's a different time. So I listen- And even if they did like it, even if that 25-year-old did like it today, he still wouldn't like it the same way I liked it because Thanks. he didn't grow up with me or, or in that same time. You know what I mean? My younger cousin said, like, Pac, just too slow. Say so he rapped too slow. <laughs> he rapped too slow? Yeah. So, like, we listen to, like, a Curtis Blow uh, or some shit like that. Like, nigga, that shit too slow compared to what it is. But now compared to what people are listening to now, they say, oh, that's too slow. I'm like, wow. And it don't it don't Man. feel that way to me, right? No. But to a nigga who who grew up on but KRS, you the old nigga too. A nigga who <laughs> right, but a nigga who grew up on KRS, that shit sound yeah. normal. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to sound yeah. versus what this shit sound like. So it's hard to to quantify. Yeah. And like when you talking about the fifty greatest rappers of all time, are we talking Man. about the skill of rap? Right. Because it's Cause some of the, <laughs> it's some of these niggas like some of my favorite artists. Have no skill. Like, so for an example, I'm a big DMX fan. DMX can't rap better than a lot of niggas, though. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. Yeah, a lot. Uh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? On that, on that, it's, on that, on that list. This is hard to but then it's down like, DMX anywhere, though. Facts. Hard, hard. So to. then I start thinking of like, so then I start looking at, because I've been thinking about this shit all week, right? Because you put DMX <laughs> in a room with Black Thought, Black Thought gonna wrap circles around that nigga. Right. But that's, but that's what I thought. But 98. When um it was DMX, Nori, Cannabis, they had a little mixtape yeah. where they'd go up to it and like DMX will hold his own because like rap is kind of like uh, another analogy, boxing. It's different styles. Yeah. yeah. You know, and styles like makes fights. The, 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 key, the key phrase is that it's relative. Yeah. yeah. So like in my style, in my, in, my, in my aggressive style, like I do that shit so well, it comes off better than your multi-syllable flow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know which one, and until you put them niggas up to against each other, who yeah. gonna win? That's the whole point of a battle. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like when Jay Z and DMX battle, yep. 
Yeah, you you put a brawler in a room with a technical fighter. Yeah. It's even speaking on that part, it's it's crazy because even Big Daddy Kane said it himself. Like everybody back in the day wanted Kane and Rakim to battle. And uh Kane wanted to battle KRS. Cause he knew that that was the in his opinion, the better battle because Rakim was not a battle rapper. Yeah. And you're talking still two different completely styles. Yeah. Different styles. That was actually three different styles. Yeah. Like, Rakim was the lyricist. Yeah. Um, KRS was the battler. And Kane was the battler slash lyricist slash... Commercial appeal. Yeah, appealing dude. Like, I I go back, I can listen to old shit from Rakim, and I still like that shit. 25 years later x amount of years later because like there's he's rapping like this is closer to the version of rap that that became what was because everybody bit off him but you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i go back and listen to some shit like this what y'all thought was cold like it, it, some some of it do still be a little bit slow but the content is always there but the, <laughs> the, the delivery of it the cadence of it the the metaphors the rhyme schemes but it's like when you starting off something but but it, i right. don't know that Right. What's it going to turn into? I'm still a, I mean, I'm still a caterpillar. I ain't got to my butterfly stage yet. Exactly. So but even... hip hop is the same thing. It hadn't gotten to his butterfly stage. And hip hop is barely older than any of us in this room. I mean, yeah, it was 40 seven. some odd years it's, old. It's one year older than me. One year older than me. Yeah. And that's, that's relatively young. Yeah. What, when did, uh, Curtis Blow first album dropped in 82? Maybe 81. I was born in 82. Maybe, maybe 81. So, uh, and my pops didn't listen to rap music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I grew up on 60s music and fucking Beach Boys and shit. My uncles and everything else was that. But See, like, I was lucky. I grew up on pretty much everything. Like, my oldest brother, the one that uh, took my JLB jacket and never gave it back, <laughs> is a bass player. Okay. And he always played in bands and, like, they mainly played funk music. But um, I don't know, maybe my dad knew what I was going to be and had a collection of 45s for me when I was two years old. So I had everything from James Brown to um, like there's a bunch of 60s stuff that I could I could sit here and name and 70s and, and you know, yeah. on down the line of that. It was and it was not just. R&B, or it was rhythm and blues back then, but it wasn't just that. It was also jazz. It mm-hmm. was blues. And then um, me getting my own music by the time I was five, six, seven, I would end up getting like jazz fusion albums, rock albums, more funk albums, myself. Yeah. And this is what I would just sit and listen to all day, each and every day. So I ended up learning so much more shit, you know what I mean, about some of everything. Man, the type of shit my dad used to listen to from the Beach Boys to Buddy Holly to yeah. freaking um, all that. And yeah. then as I'm what, I don't know, nine, ten years old, we got the tapes of Doggy Style. And matter of fact, even yeah. before that, uh, N.W.A., yeah. um, too short, freaky tales, all that yeah. shit. You know, I'm off cassette tapes, and I'm thinking back like, man, we like eight years old listening yeah. to this shit. He had no idea. Ain't had no business listening to no short dog at eight. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. nigga, how people. You know who I had listening to that I wasn't supposed to listen to? Who that? 
Richard Pryor and Millie Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I may have had maybe one Blowfly album. Man, when my dad had us listening to uh, Bill Cosby. I was always a Bill a Cosby fan before oh, yeah, the Cosby yeah, Show yeah, with yeah, all yeah, of his yeah. records. Yep. Um, Mom's Mabley. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Sam, I mean, Fred Sanford, the son. Uh, Red, Red Fox. Fox. Oh, we, my goodness. My dad used to listen to comedy albums. and we So he probably the, had uh, You Got to Wash Your Ass. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, my dad was into Robin Harris. Like, Thanks. I remember we would take family vacations and when. Shit, Robin was like 20 years later, though. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's like the first like comedy Albums I remember listening to, and like when oh, they think missed, when they think I was so much oh no 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 now awesome. now I would go back and listen, but like just like off of my childhood, yeah. Like I remember when they used to think we would sleep in the car, like he throw on yeah. baby's kids. Side note, uh, WJB story. Uh, my mom used to take us to work on Saturday. You were not the baby's kids, dog. and uh, I, you always tell this story. I might be the baby's kids. Me, my brother, and my cousins and shit. He was up there one time. We was up there playing on <laughs> chairs, moving around and shit. And it's right around the time the baby and kids come out. It matches up perfectly. Netta was the only girl. I was the baby. And it was like two of us, two other ones. So he looked at y'all and said, where the fuck is baby? Hey, man. It, 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 <laughs> I'm just saying we could have been the inspiration of the baby's wow. kids. I'm just saying. It's, I'm a just lot, saying. it's a lot of kids out there. It's a lot right. of kids. You know, I'm just saying. No. But uh but yeah, comedy albums and shit like that. I and mean, then we had this old gangster rap. And the coolest nigga, my uncle was the coolest nigga ever, right? Mm. He came in and he threw a jelly bean on the ground. It was like I stumped you like a jelly bean playing some LL Cool J. Oh shit. So yeah. LL Cool J was the coolest nigga ever because my cool uncle liked LL Cool J and shit. So he became like the shit. I can't live without my radio, nigga. That shit, like, yeah. and I don't even. I'm not a Cool J fan anymore. Ever since the cannabis battle, uh, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't hate on on that fucking amazing album. And shit. I mean, even when Cool J rap now, he sounds a little little dated. Of course, but like, so I guess that makes me a fan of LL uh, nostalgically. I yeah, because right. a lot of the shit you just because I'm still a fan. Emotion wise, like. But like we having a a, a a top fifty, like you go, are you gonna tell me that Coogee rap don't rap better than DMX? I mean, that's for, a, that's an argument too, to make. That's an argument to make, but for me, it's still two different times. Yeah, what it's shit? Two different, two way, two two way Coogee different times. Damn near, he was ahead of his times. times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But he he was still in but a I mean, different time. I go and back to and your to your point, like you say, like the NBA, the game changes every exactly. every five six years. Yeah. And I go back and listen to some old dog pound shit, some old corrupt shit. Corrupt was spitting, like in dog. The, he was in the era when niggas wasn't rapping like that. Yeah. We rapping about bitches and hoes. You doing that? You throw a little bitch and hoes, but you thought you on some my territorial like. People don't realize. People don't remember the fact that for one, corrupt is actually from Philly. For mm-hmm. two, I think it was probably in Philly where he went and battled a bunch of motherfuckers by himself. And people don't remember that kind of shit. Like he was a beast. He was a dog. Yeah, he probably still is. Yes, one hundred percent. And corrupt put out good ass solo albums. Streets is a mother. Nigga. was my shit. And corruption. Yeah, corruption was yeah. Oh my goodness, that's what put me on. When I was ninety seven, ninety eight. When that's when I became yeah. like a, a, a corrupt fan. Like, oh, all right, because Pete. So that's when on. I had a mix show. I used to love playing Weekend Freak It. Pete used to love corrupt. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I did just because he was dog pound and shit. But like that corruption album, 
And then the streets is a mother, which I was randomly listening to last week. Um, <laughs> Daz and corrupt, <laughs> corrupt and that. And then his little brother Roscoe. That was like one of the best verses I've ever I ever heard uh, from yeah. a. At the time he was what sixteen. See, I don't. I knew that Roscoe rapped, and I know that I heard him rap. I just don't remember him. I still just remember him from that video where his ass almost what's, killed himself smoking so, that dad. What's so funny? He ended up on a Kendrick album on Kendrick first album, not rapping, but just one of the voices. Roscoe, uh, yeah. What and him do? and Kendrick is cool. So, and then on, on Bro, his, all the motherfuckers cool. I um, you know, there was like so, like the 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 skit where all the kids was talking to the old lady about going to get baptized. Yeah. And people who in the car, oh. if you don't get in the car, I snatch you off the car and all the other shit. Yeah. Like he was one of the voices that was on there. Oh, that's shit. what's up. Uh, which is wild. Yeah. It makes sense because he was a little he was a little homie during those times, and he was Kendrick and them big homie, but he was a right. That shit. Yeah. Full down, circle. You know? Yeah. Joe J Cole just said the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you you've been around a lot of uh Detroit history, Detroit rap history. Yes. Uh expound a little bit. Exclude us a little bit. Uh, I am the shit and I wrote everybody's stuff, uh, period. <laughs> End of show. No, um What have I done? Well, I was uh D12's DJ when uh when when they were um signing. Which is crazy. I, I before they signed, I used to bring them up in the radio station and record a bunch of a bunch of songs and shit uh, at the station. But um, yeah, I was the DJ when they got signed. Um, uh, we really didn't do a heavy tour, but we toured a little bit. Uh, what else did I do? Uh, well, years later, I was like after I wasn't their DJ, uh, I got back with. The nine or Mr. Porter, um, or a lot of people might know him as con artist from D12, mm -hmm. but I was his, I guess you can say, production. He got three rap names. He got three alter egos, yeah. by the way. That's wild. Yeah. But I guess you can say I was his production assistant. Um, And now I'm uh, one of the top engineers at Mix Factory One Studios. So. Over there with uh, Ivy? Yeah. You know what's so funny, dog? Is a uh, long, long time ago. IV is actually one of my cousins' cousins, not related to me, but one of my other cousins' cousins. And man, I used to um, intern down at Nation Studios, and IV was over <laughs> in Greenfield Plaza. Another yeah. nigga that would work you like a slave. My cousin man. CJ uh, and Lynetta, they used to sing back in there early 90s or whatever and she was like well my cousin got a little studio you know what i'm saying and we can go over there and they you know they laid a couple couple songs or whatever but like this was like it might be 92 93 you know what mm. i'm saying like real early and um and like years later i came across like i like i wonder if that's the same iv because she all like oh, that's my cousin iv and turned out it there's, was. A, there's only one <laughs> there's only one <laughs> but like to see somebody grind from that long ago, man. To to where he's at now, yeah. Come on, man. And he been doing it for real, yeah. When I was interning there, Royce was recording Rock City. Wow. Uh, so this was like back shit, like ninety nine, ninety eight, ninety nine. Him and Royce still work together. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I you know I used I had a uh, because Royce and Denine now have a studio called Heaven. Right. Mm -hmm. I've engineered for them over there a few times. Okay. And actually, Ivy still goes over there and does work with. That's, that was his man's, yeah. yeah. 
Man, you probably have been in the studio on some legendary nights, man. Regular nights man, for you. I, it's been some crazy shit. Like, I, you know, there was a, a D12 album that was, I don't even know if it was completed, but we went to L.A. to record it. And I remember, like, having, well, not me having, but while we were there recording, we had um, Nate Dogg in the studio. Mm. And just the shit he was doing just tripped me out. I I don't know if I can talk about it, but I will. <laughs> I'll tell you all off. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say off camera again. Yeah. yeah. But off podcast. Yeah, off air. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, so, I mean, you've been around for a second. Yeah. And the the earliest Detroit music that I can remember listening to on a radio was Trick Trick and the Goon Squad. Um, wow. And this must have been... 90, that was 94. I'll tell you why it was 94. That was one of the first songs that I edited. Okay. At JLB. Okay. <laughs> the reason the reason I got hired into JLB, I was an intern in promotions. And the guy that I was interning with uh, it was two of us. We were interning in promotions again, and he knew from school how I edited because we were in radio class. And he was like, man, why don't you go back there and talk to the program director and show him your edits and you should just, I was like, I don't, because I was real shy. I'm like, I don't know. You know, he, he might he might not have time to hear, you know, to hear what I'm doing. At this time, it was Steve Hegwood. So my boy takes my reel of songs that I edited, go in there and show show Steve Hegwood. Steve Hegwood comes back to promotions like, you just you did this? I was like, yeah, I did. He's like, come in this room with me. Took me into the promotions room and Motown Mike's room and um, said, edit the song right here. Had me edit. <laughs> Need uh, to see you do it to make right. sure. No, he left the room. Uh, paid me for it. Mm. And it was um, Make It Rough, Make It Smooth. By Ice Cube and Short Dog. Not too short, but yeah, Short sure. Dog from Lynch Mob. I edited, gave it to him. And I think he played it once on the air and never played it again. But he offered me the job after that. Hmm. And I became the producer for Trey Black. Rest in peace. Yeah, I remember Trey Black. Yeah. Man, it's been a lot of, leg- to me, legendary uh, Detroit radio personality. Crazy. A bunch of them. Art and Dark, yeah, man, uh, that still that still get me. He, Art and the Dark is when I started drinking, <laughs> which is crazy because he 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 had he died of leukemia. Okay, so me and Bushman uh, sitting in in uh, River Rock, you know, we celebrating the life of Dark uh, Art and the Dark. Uh, what up, though? My bad name tag. Alexander just walked in. But we, uh, like I said, Art in the Dark just died. We celebrating the life of Art in the Dark, and I'm 25, and this is the first time I took a drink, mm. and it was it was Hennessy, um, the Devil's Nectar, <laughs> <laughs> it, which is crazy because that's still my drink today. But um, yeah, you know that was Art in the Dark. That was uh, Reggie Red still Reggie around. Reggie Red, he's still around. Yeah. yeah. Um, TJ the Trouble Man, he was a troublesome, troublesome juvenile. juvenile. <laughs> yeah, I need to call and check on him too. Um, Spud, yeah, Spud. Um, I just saw Spud. Uh, who else? Like everybody, who would everybody know from back then? 
Man, Bushman been on air for a long fucking time, dog. Yeah. Which is crazy. I was his first producer, and when he came, the first the first thing I told him was like, "Once you get on the air, this city, you belong to the city. They they you are theirs. You're not yours anymore. You are theirs." And that's something that he lives by. Like he appreciated those words, and he lives by those words today. How long he been on air? February fourteenth, nineteen ninety five. That's when Bush got here. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right. It was 94 uh, when that song would have been on because Men's Society came out in 93. We had it on VHS when my cousin came up <laughs> from Dayton and we watched the movie. I don't know. We might watch that shit like six times in a row. You know what I'm saying? But we was in the car. I remember we was taking them back and that shit was on. Yeah. Blue's car shit was on. So That's crazy. What was the because I mean that was like amazing. Detroit artists didn't make it on like radio. Yeah, uh, a lot of things didn't change. Trick Trick been whooping ass for a long time. A lot of things. I, I love that dude to death though. A lot of things didn't change since then. What do you for you excitement wise? Like, what's the best era of I mean, Detroit? Of, of course, I'm gonna say you know mid '90s because that's where I, uh, I guess you can say thrived, but. Once again, that's something else that's for, relative. For Detroit music. For Detroit music? Specifically, yeah. Shit. I might say between 87 and 91. 87, 91. What was, what was... There was a lot of shit out that didn't reach radio. Okay. There were a lot of artists. There was Merciless Amir. He was in the studio with the Connected Experience last year. Dope. There was... uh uh Prince Vince and the Hip Hop Force, they were on uh, mm-hmm. one of the first, they were the second ones to get a, uh, are you still rolling? Oh. They were the second, Prince Vince and the Hip Hop Force was the second ones to get a national deal. Okay. Or worldwide deal, whatever it was. Um, I forgot my man, my man that, uh, the first one, but uh, Rob, Robert S. was the first one. I think he was on Epic, which was uh, Columbia CBS. He now, Owns a radio station in Saginaw. Mm. Oh, not Saginaw. Um, what's the second biggest city of Michigan? Uh, Grand Rapids. Yeah, Grand Rapids. There you go. Mine is foggy. I never smoked weed a day in my life, but I got a foggy ass memory. <laughs> That's fucked up. Um, but there, there was. I mean, in this this one this one span of time, um, like I said, Prince Vince Hip Hop Force, um, Merciless Amir. Um, What's my man that uh, went up there? What was this on, like, Rhyme a Day or something like that? Merciless a Day Without a Rhyme. A Day Without a Rhyme, man. Killer. Killer. Um, damn, what's his name? You can't hold me back. You cannot hold me back. What's his name? Is it the awesome fuck is his Dre? name? Yeah, Awesome Dre. Yeah, he was on Priority Records. Okay. So there was a bunch, um, you know, DMW, Detroit's Most Wanted. Yeah. Smiley was killing him. Um, Triplex. Um, tri- uh, reason I remember Triplex is because they had a song when this and, then, and remember everybody was playing everything on the box. Yeah, Triplex had a song that would not stop playing called Booty Bumping on the box. I know you you probably don't remember it, but like all the time that shit was on. We'll see if I can and find then, that on YouTube. See if I can refresh <laughs> my memory because I yeah. stayed on the box. <laughs> um, there was Doc Box. I know you remember him. He played heavy on the box. And this is around that time. Um, it was a bunch of them, dog. And then again, there was another era 
that was like underground, but it was so it flourished so heavily, which was uh, Detroit techno. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it started here. Yeah, and that's around the time it started to get ghetto. We didn't call it ghetto tech, but rappers started rapping over techno shit between 86 and 92. Okay. And it was heavy. Heavy, heavy. So there was a but that's a whole slew of artists from that era that were that were just killing them back then. So that era, that might be the, the best era. And I was probably what? From eleven to seventeen when that shit was going on. Um, you know, you, hold on, I, not to cut you off, Jay, you had mentioned, you know, one time being, you know, the DJ for, uh, D12, how yeah. did you get, you know, intertwined with them? Um, well, while I was at JLB, I would try to stick, could be, and here's what's crazy about me, uh, when everybody else was listening to R&B, I was discovering deeper hip hop or hip hop that wasn't reaching everybody else. Okay. So when everybody like it, it, it the, the light shit or the, the shit that was reaching us, not on the heavy scale was the Airbnb and Kim and all that shit. The shit that was actually reaching radio, but there was more, there was, you know, boogie down productions and there was biz Markey and, and you know, the juice crew and all that shit. I was soaking that in when all my friends and everybody, all my family members and, and everybody I knew was listening to R&B. There was no rap in Detroit. Mm. They was listening to that shit. So I gravitated to that. So I stayed, uh, as it progressed, I think I stayed more underground or, or even back then they might just say more East Coast, even though I loved NWA when that shit came. And I loved Luke when that shit came. But I guess you can say that I stayed more East Coast. So my style of rap, my style of production, my style of DJing was more toward like Trial Call Quest, yeah. De La Soul type stuff. So when I got into radio, I wanted to keep tabs on that kind of shit. Okay. But I wasn't really on the scene. So I had to, uh, excuse me, I'm spitting and shit. Uh, I had to find what was going on on the scene so that I could stay relative to it, to it. So I would go to, uh, I didn't go to Club 246, but I went to Cafe Mahogany once or twice. Okay. And then I found out about the hip-hop shop. So I would go to the hip-hop shop. When I get there, the first I remember the first time I met Proof, I get there and it was too early. And people don't realize Proof was like a manager or some shit in there. So I get there and he's like, yeah, anybody here yet, but... uh. Here, take this shirt, because he knew I was a DJ. Because the other thing I was doing, and I'm jumping all around, but the other thing that I did when I f- went to uh, see what was going on in the hip-hop scene is I went to St. Andrews, met House Shoes and all the other DJs, and Shoes would let everybody DJ up there for free. So we just got up there, and, you know, we'd do a set. He remembered me from that when I got to the hip-hop shop, so he was like, here, take this DJ shirt. And, you know, that's when we started a, a relationship. You know, I'm like, I work at JLB. Let me get your shit. And I ended up getting this shit played on the radio immediately. Like, he's one of the first to just, with no questions asked, get his shit on the radio. So um, that's where I came in at. On top of the fact that I went to high school with a guy named IQ who was in D12 with Proof. Okay. Actually, IQ was the one that in- introduced me to M. So... 
we got listeners from all over, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, here in the city, we understand uh, how big Proof was and right. what he meant to different people. Right. Uh, but for the listeners, could you explain a little bit of who Proof is and how important he was to Detroit hip hop and him not literally nationally, they probably know yeah. him from D12 or being the Eminem quote unquote hype man. But right. Could you explain like the level of impact that Proof had on the city of Detroit and hip hop? It was general? huge. A lot of people might have heard people call him the mayor of Detroit. Yeah. But that was something we actually believed in when we said it because not only did he, you know, fuck fuck with us on the what and back then people would say the backpacker rappers. Yeah. But not only was he on the underground scene, but he was fucking with the street rappers. You know what I mean? And he fucked with everybody. He was a link between everybody. He was a link for everybody. And if you ask any rapper who was around back then, they would say the same thing. Um and 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 um he was such that link that he ended up being a member of the Goon Squad. And if you see the the first album cover, I remember that. Proof is on the album cover. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You see you you see Trick and his brother holding AKs, but Proof over there with his hands in his pocket. He was on that album cover. I didn't that's, know that. Yeah. He he I don't even remember how many songs he was on, if he was on any songs on that album. But he was he was the link between the street rapper, the hip hop underground rapper. Um and like I said, he just fucked with everybody and everybody fucked with him. He uh was one of the f- one of the first to um like out of out of that time, like past the nineties. Or past ninety two, ninety three, he was one of the first to get uh, a deal, a, a, a major deal. He was on Tommy Boy. Nobody, I don't know if a lot of people knew that. Um, they just decided not to release anything on him, so he released it himself. But yeah, he was he was a huge tie in for everybody. He was the tie in. He was the plug, if 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 I can say that. Yeah, uh, it's definitely been a void uh, without proof. Hell yeah, I sent him. Uh, Cause you would see proof out and about, and I see him at the lush all the time. You know what I'm saying? He relatively yeah. approachable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, the night of the of that incident, um, I shot him a message on MySpace because mm. he had, he had commented on some. You know, he used to drop music on walls and shit like that. And um, at the time, it was hard for us to get music on the radio, so we started our own online music radio station, whatever. And I was trying to get him to come on. And fuck with us. So I sent him a message that night that he never opened, unfortunately, because of yeah. you know what I'm saying, of what happened. You know what I'm saying? But like we like we just knew in our head, like, he gonna fuck with us, you know what I'm saying? We gonna get him to come, he gonna do this, and this is gonna this this gonna be it. We gonna be on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we gonna be on. <laughs> but unfortunately, that's the same night, you know what I'm saying, that all that shit went down, man. Yeah. Uh it, it's hurtful, you know what I mean? But Right, big time. Um, I did not know he was part of the uh, the Goon Squad. Yeah, that's, uh, that's history. Um, what do you feel about uh? So that was a so D twelve and us early two thousands. Yeah, what do you think about how the Detroit music has uh kind of took off nationally now. Um, I dig it. Um, it's hard to. It's hard. It's crazy because it's hard to swallow a lot of it, and then 
the style of beats that they rapping off of yeah. has been around a good 25 years, which is crazy because they think it's new. But Oakland think it's their sound. The Bay yeah. think it's their sound. We be trying to yeah because it's 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 it don't sound like it, but it's very similar to uh, that hyphy sound, which was crazy. I love that sound, but it's it's uh it's it's crazy, man. Because you can't deny it. You can't deny what's going on with it. You can't uh really can't even hate on it because. It's what it is. Is what's is what's feeding them right now. Um, I, I with with all of this, I it, see it's a, a whole. And I, I was probably just talking about it a few days ago, but just the way music is received now, and the way it's the way music is done and received is all. Why do you think it's that way? Because earlier you, that, you because alluded of the to uh, you alluded to uh, everything is done for a reason and to distract us from from other stuff. Yeah. Like, do you think it's a, a concerted effort? Yeah, hell yeah. It's 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 you know part of it, I say because the internet, but see with before the internet, the music industry had guards. You can say yeah have filters people would actually sit and you know listen to music and say what was good what was bad you know what could fly what couldn't and with the internet anything goes um so you know it's 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 like uh the wild west right now if if that's something that i can you know we still in, put out there in such of the infancy of the internet even now pretty much yeah like we we just starting to scratch the surface of you know the potential and what you, what you can do with the internet yeah but people have made it to where you can go viral and they made it to where you don't have to sound a certain way you just look a certain way or have a certain amount of numbers i mean you got social media people that are social media stars quote unquote yeah. Put but how records. many how many of that shit would you listen to if it didn't have numbers? How many of that shit would the average person listen to if it didn't have numbers? Man, that's a great. So listen, man. I don't understand why this happened this way, but now the consumers, the customers yeah. of music, are arguing shit that don't got nothing to do with them. Yeah. How much uh, artists? They makes, arguing shit that ain't got nothing to do with music. Like they arguing over chance. Hey, man. Why is this his debut album? Why wouldn't the other day, nigga? Do you like the music or not? <laughs> right. Who gives a fuck what it's called? What's but they, but they're saying, who gives a fuck about the music? What about the numbers? That's exactly what they're saying. But I gotta do something wild as fuck on your show right now, and I gotta go boo boo. <laughs> Cause my yeah, I, I literally gotta get up and go fish fillet, milkshake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna blow this yeah. bitch up. Yeah, uh, we gonna take a little break. <laughs> <laughs> and we back. <laughs> and we back. <laughs> so listen, man. You know, fish tacos and motherfucking milkshakes. Dang, next man. thing you know, Dang, one man. of us uh, also. I was in there blowing this bitch up. <laughs> now I got a question for you. Yeah. What was your first rap name? Desi Des. 
because I just assume that you rap because there's nobody who's been around music this yeah. this long who who don't rap. Like it's impossible. Everybody rap. Shit, if I can get to uh, Eminem's storage locker, I probably got a dat with me and Proof doing a couple songs. Oh, that's what's up. There's probably some incredible shit in that storage locker. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh, you do production as well. Yes. Any records that the folks would know? Uh, actually, only one, and that's uh, "Beat Up on Your Pads" by Snoop Dogg. Mm. Um, yeah, I haven't. That's a good production much. credit to have. I mean, <laughs> you, got Snoop, you got Snoop credit. Come on. Yeah, that's a good production credit to have. Uh, I'm, 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 trust me, I'm blessed uh, to have it. Shout out to my man Denai, Mr. Porter. Um, that's excellent. Um, so you clearly you still do DJ? Yeah. Old school DJ turntables, or you doing the Serato and uh, and all the the new electronic shit, or both? Both. Um, doing Serato, but on turntables. Okay. Um, sometimes I'll just not take my turntables and just straight off the uh, off the computer. And you also got the camera in your hand too. Yes, I am uh, in love with photography. Actually, since I was a kid, I just I was always just fascinated with it, and I never had my own camera, but yeah. I was fascinated with it. I took a photography class. I took a photography class and a cinema class in high school. To this day, I'm mad that there was a picture that was taken in my photography class of me and somebody in my family just lost the fucking picture. Mm. Yeah, I took a photography and cast. Uh, we were shooting film. Black right, and white yeah. in the dark room. Um, yep, you know, I learned how to do all. Yeah, learn how to do all the I developing. I took photography and all that. cast. I never. Mr. Shot Willard. A, I I had Mr. Fadala. We never. We didn't take one fucking picture, but I did learn how to make a bong out of an apple in mm-hmm. in the uh, in the dark room. <laughs> That's the only thing I learned in photo class. That's kind of fucked up. We we didn't take one picture. Wow. We had to pay twenty dollars for the supplies, and he basically told us like midway. Y'all had to pay for supplies. Yeah, and he told us midway through the semester he was like, "And y'all dog the east side." <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is. <laughs> he told us midway through the semester like we not taking no pictures. So we was wow. like, "What, what about the 20? He said, "That's your A." Hell and no. I was that I was shit cool. went in his pocket. Yeah, I was cool with that. Well, low key, you can learn a lot about film and photography without ever taking a picture. You can learn about you can learn a lot about getting twenty dollars from a bunch of teenage <laughs> <Yeah>. kids. <laughs> Thirty kids, twenty dollars. Right. Shit, he got he got off on y'all that year. Yeah, I did always like photography, and um, my current uh photography page, the Canon JPEG. Uh, I actually had that page open with posts and pictures on it since like 2015. I just never told anybody until like a year and a half or so ago. Like if you scroll back, like them shits go. <laughs> and that before I think, uh, I was just, most of them pictures were shot on like iPhones and shit like that. And then like the last three years, um, I had a camera. I'm like, I need to start using this camera for like what it's supposed to be used for. Cause it was right. just a studio. Taking pictures. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? I got up yeah. so we can record the studio and shit, but like, let me actually start using manual mode. And it's yeah. just, yeah. It's, then it gets you. you know I, I want one of them shirts to say it's all fun and games until manual mode. Facts. <laughs> or uh, I, I don't know if you, you follow uh, Frono's photo. Yeah, Jared uh, Poland. Yeah. Uh, I, need, I need the, the uh, I, I Shoot, shoot raw. raw shirt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
because they don't, people don't know. Right. I shoot raw and I shoot raw. It's like, <laughs> that, right. that, that sounds like how I ended up with five kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah your, your pull-out game is trash. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. I don't deny it. That's oh, crazy. Man. Uh, where, yo, What's your uh, photo page for folks who want to check it out? Shot by DDT on Instagram. Um, man, we gotta go and shoot one day, dog. Dog, I've been trying to get um a photo walk going. Like me, you, Miss Corona, Trilogy. Trilogy. I follow Trilogy. Cold. Yeah. Um, and I knew him before I knew he shot. Mm. He because he he you know of course he produced, but yeah, um, Corona um shoots. Hers is trigger figure visuals. Oh, let me go follow her. Yeah. Never know. Yeah, I don't. Is she on Instagram? Yeah. With Trigger Finger. Yeah. Trigger Finger uh, visuals. She cold, cold, cold. Man, I'm always down to shoot, man. Yeah, yeah she go. Yeah. So yeah, actually, all y'all listening, just uh, shit. Let's start DMing each other to get this date together, especially before it get cold. Thanks. Yeah. Um, shit, like some early, like 6 a.m. type shit, you know, we just go around and we walk, not get in our cars and shit. We yeah. walk. I'm usually with, uh, James, JDA dot JPEG. And then we, we hit downtown or we hit random places, put the backpacks on, got a little Bluetooth speaker for some music, you know, and we just be out. Well, shit, call me. I'm, yeah. I, I live around the corner from here. Shit. Bet, bet, bet. I'm always, I, I, I can always go shoot, man. Yeah. I don't I don't do shit in well I ain't gonna say I don't do shit in the morning. I do a lot of shit in the morning, but yeah, I'm usually home in the morning. That's what's up. Uh, man, we uh we appreciate you, man, coming in and, and uh just sharing Blessing some, us. Yeah, man. Sharing some um classic Detroit hip hop knowledge. Man, I just appreciate being here. And uh we got Hey can, wait, before that, can I can I brag on myself though? Please, no, please, please. Y'all can uh um Ask me any question about music, and I I'm pretty much sure I can answer it with a lot of confidence and know what the fuck I'm talking about. Mm. Anything? What? Nineteen seventy? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, being, I do got a question. Being that you're a DJ, I know you got you know you, your hands come across new music, your ears always to the streets. Anything? Coming up, coming out that nope. you can think of that Nothing. you know we should be listening for. No, I take that back. Rhapsody, of course. We um, just was I was just talking about Rhapsody. I can't wait for this album to come out because that that first single was that shit was nuts. So let me. Yeah. Did you get a chance? Yeah, all the all the shit name tags to me. Well, I know you probably haven't. What? But uh, I'm asking you: Have you had a chance to listen to "The Lost Boy" by YBN Corday? Not yet. I, I would, know about it, but I haven't heard it yet. I would recommend you take a listen to that. Because um, he only 21. No, he's 22 years old. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. yeah. Well, he 21 or 22. Yeah, um, he's been, like, been on the scenes. He's like 17, 18. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, man, that's a wonderful album, man. I got to check it out. And like hearing, watching all the interviews and hearing him talk and hearing him like, it's rare that you find a young cat yeah. who put up a, a quality album because I listened to it about four times no skips, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, a cohesive project who can rap, got a little bit of something to say, and I'm like, all right, 
I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm out. not too worried about the generation. As long as we got the right. Type of, yeah, him and my man from Philly. What was his name? From Philly. Um, kind of tall, slim dude. Young guy. I can't. I can't think of his name. Um, PNB, right? Nah. Nah. <laughs> Tall, skinny, Philly. I don't know. Oh, I can't think of his name. But he was rapping over a bunch of 90s beats. Joey Badass? No. He, he dope too. He's from Brooklyn. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> but, you know, he dope too. But this 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 young dude, man, I wish I could remember his name. Uh, he was just like, and he was rapping over all these 90s um, beats. And he's, he was probably 17, 18 at the time. And he was being woke, you know what I mean? Not not preachy, but yeah, not letting the shit go. And he was like, tell, you know, being on some real shit. And this is like in the last two, three years. So, I wish I could remember his name though. This is a random music question. Yeah. Uh, y'all know at six o'clock in the morning there was a particular song I woke everybody Hello, up. Hello Detroit. Facts. Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. Motown Records. It's nowhere online besides no. YouTube. It's not on iTunes. No. It's not on the. Now, I have. I had the vinyl. I wish I still had it. Now, at six o'clock in the morning, Hello yeah. Detroit still wakes me up, but it's a white guy singing. Um, um, oh. Like, if you go on iTunes or whatever, there are versions of the song. It's just oh. not Sammy singing. Okay. I'm like, why can't yeah. I find. I mean, you go to YouTube and listen to it, but like, I cannot find Sammy Davis singing Hello Detroit. And I'm pretty sure it's out of print, so it's gonna it's gonna be. I'm gonna have to rip it from um YouTube and yeah, put that basically, bitch on it. and it's probably sound like shit, which is crazy. There's another song that I'm looking for that I don't believe Mercury Records ever printed, and JLB was the only place that I heard it, and I took the uh, CD when I first heard it, um, which is Brian McKnight still in love, organized noise remix. Mm. Never heard. Re- yes, you never. Have ridiculous there's one ver there's one copy of it on on youtube but it sounds like shit and i don't know anybody uh at mercury records anymore i never knew anybody at organized noise and i don't know brian Mc- well yeah i don't know brian mcknight but if i can get my hands on this song this is probably my favorite remix mm. i mean cold cold if you if you pull it up and play it, you, it, it sounds incredible. It's just not a very high quality. What is one more time? Still in love remix, Brian McKnight. Organized noise. I organized noise did it. It. I mean, this is this is by far my favorite remix. And as that's hard, that's hard to say for me because I don't have too many favorites. What? Yeah, that one right there. Can't find this anywhere. See how crappy it sounds? Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Man, that was my shit when it I, came out. I, I'll be honest, man. I don't listen to a lot of R&B. I ain't yeah, never. Ain't I'm, I'm, I'm not usually that, that big on R&B, but that one right there, dog. When that came out, I had that shit on repeat because, like I said, I took – it was two CDs. Um, or, no, there was one CD. I took the CD, and then the one that the station was playing, I put that shit on cart. And <laughs> it took the CD home. 
Man, you know, um, I'm about to uh, I'm about to bring a record player in here, and uh, I'm gonna have a, a select few folks come through. Uh, probably gonna record it. Probably some good video content, but uh, just have some music. Listen to some classic records on vinyl. Dog, I will. Um, what you what you want me to bring? And um, you can bring whatever. All right. And then just have some folks come around, listen to some classic records on vinyl, and then just have discussions about the records and, and in general. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I bring um, uh. Some Yusef Latif. Okay. Dude from Detroit. He was huge on the dra- jazz scene, but he was from Detroit. I Went to a name. high school that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but it was on the east side over there by Shane, oh, off Shane. It didn't exist to the west side. <laughs> Not ever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It didn't, it didn't exist Y'all to the west side. Y'all gonna cut this like, east no. side distance <laughs> shit out. Hey, it's all jokes, man. It's all love, man. Um, Man, we just appreciate you, man. Can you tell folks where they can follow you at, find you at? Don't follow me nowhere because y'all going to see some foul shit. Go- no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm heavy on Instagram, actually. That's actually just about it. Um, DJ DDT number one on Instagram. DJ DDT one and shot by DDT on dope. Instagram. Dope, man. We appreciate you, man. We had you on our list and uh, we're glad you came in. And yeah. you're always welcome. The door is open. And All right, don't 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 be surprised. I just bust up in this motherfucker. We'll, like, we'll hey, be, we'll be glad to have you. We up here every Friday, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, so we, I hit you up. We can go out and shoot too. You know what I'm saying? So. For sure. I'm serious, dog. I'm I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to be like the next motherfucking uh, Gordon Parks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how you How did you know I was gonna I say? Knew you was going Gordon Parks. <laughs> man. I knew you was going Gordon Parks. For sure. Um. Dang. Music pick. Only thing I've been listening to is, I'll be honest, I ain't listened to a lot of music this week. The only thing I've been kind of riding to lately is just that new Ross. And I don't have, it's not been out long enough for me to give like a, a true opinion with it. I like it so far, but I got to sit with it a little bit more. Okay. Well, um, I got a segment uh, I do weekly. It's called Whose Man's Is This? Uh, <laughs> How we start? So initially we started this because I had a question when when somebody be like, "Hey, dog, who mans is this? Is it the person's fault or is it the person who brung them?" But because of that, yeah. it just depends on the actions. Because there's been a few nights when I've been drunk and been with you, <laughs> and you know you can like feasibly who, like whose mans is this, dog? But so it it started from there about a year or so ago. But and every week, you know, I, I ask the question like, "Whose mans is this?" Right. Cause somebody always do some wild, stupid, and irrit some stupid shit. Of course. So I'm gonna let y'all listen to this, and y'all challenge these students. We should challenge students in these schools to have advanced placement programs in these schools. We have this notion that somehow, if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids, wealthy kids, black kids, Asian kids. Wow. Just because they poor, you see, he tried to clean that up. Yeah, he tried he, to clean, tried that, to clean that, that up. Poor kids are just as smart as white kids. I know a lot of white poor motherfuckers. <laughs> so for the for, for those who don't know, that was Joe Biden. Um, let me get my presidential. I'm not a fan of Joe Biden for for a few reasons. I'll I'll share with you three. That was the first one. You let that shit slip out. You know what I'm saying? Because you you attach poor with black. You know what I'm saying? So look, right. in, a, in a lot of parts of the country, that's true. And guess what? 
in the other parts of the country, it's the opposite. Yeah. White folks is poor too in those rural areas. You know what I'm saying? But that's one. Second reason, the hate that Hillary Clinton received, I'm not a Hillary Clinton supporter or a fan or shit like that, but the hate that she received during her presidential run last time about the 94 crime bill and all the other shit. Joe Biden wrote that shit. The nigga wrote the shit. So for some reason, like the first lady, like nigga, I wasn't even a politician then. My husband was a politician and whatever the fuck he did, I got blamed for it. And I was just the, I was just the wife of the nigga. He wrote the fucking bill. Right. But he was our vice president and everybody was happy because you best friends with Barack. That's number two. Number three, Google creepy Joe Biden. Put that shit. Creepy Joe Biden. Creepy Joe Biden. Put that shit in YouTube. Put that shit in your YouTube and put that shit in your search box or go back on my Instagram page, Johnson 313u and scroll back a few weeks or a few months. You show a video. This nigga is a sexual predator, dog. This nigga likes little children and he likes to smell the hair and touch and rub on their face. And they all are visibly like, get the fuck off me, you old ass creepy man. Guess what? Most of the motherfuckers Facts. are creepy Joe Biden. 100%. Whose mans is this? If this the nigga y'all trying to, nigga, y'all are about to alley oop Trump in this motherfucker. Because they say this nigga is leading in polls. How? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. But whose mans is this? I mean, but all it's all about design. Get a whole bunch of bullshit uh, opponents so that this motherfucking elitist can stay in office. Yeah. Oh, so I will I will say this for the record. Most of y'all niggas know me, right? I don't believe in none of this shit. This whole political process, I think all this shit is a farce. It's not real. It's a stage play. However, every four years I like to play along with everybody else. On the ninety on the on the zero point one percent chance I'm wrong, I still want to be informed and shit like that. Uh the all this tariff shit that's going on with China and Japan, all this or China. Mm-hmm. This shit is fake. This nigga made the deal a week ago. He ain't going to say shit. Six weeks before the election, he going to come out 45 and say, we got a new deal. He going to look like the savior. Yeah. Mark my words. You heard it here second because I stole that from somebody else. Um, I believe it. But yeah, that deal's done. Yeah. I believe it. And it's supposed to kick into effect September 1st. Uh, and it's going to look real shaky and shit. And then six weeks before the election. Slide out like, hey, I've come to fix your, your little country. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, whose man is this for Joe Biden talking about poor kids are just as good as white kids? Come on, fam. Who right. man is this? Fuck that nigga. Don't ever vote for him. Right. <laughs> Creepy Uncle Joe. <laughs> Fucking fake ass Bob Barker looking ass nigga. Yeah, uh, all, yeah. all of this shit is. We, we, it's just it's something. That's how they really feel about us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, tell me how you really feel. Then he tried to cover that shit up. Uh, poor people, white, white kids, people, black, black kids, no, fam, brown kids. I get no, it, motherfucker. We heard you. I get it. I hear. I hear you. I see you. I see you loud and clear. Right. What your mom used to say? Somebody show you who they are the first time. Believe them. Believe them. Goddamn right. Yeah. Goddamn yeah. right. I don't know what we gonna do, man. With uh, another four shit. years of this shit, man. Hey, man. If if somebody uh, has a solution about leaving the country, I'll consider it. Let's go to Liberia. 
Uh, <laughs> Dame, man, socials. I'm just on Instagram right now. Dame going wild. I'm not even attempting to try and get my Twitter back. Fuck it. Yeah, man. I've given up. You owe two for Twitter accounts. You know All I, I just called somebody a whole ass nigga and then my Twitter is suspended. I don't even know the process of getting it back, but uh, I don't care. They looked at you like a bully and turned your shit off. Yes. Yeah. That's all right. You be uh, Justin Timberlake in, it, in a minute. Um, follow me at a uh, shop talk podcast on Instagram. You can follow the shop talk podcast studio on Instagram. You can follow the shop talk pod on Twitter. You don't actually need to follow me personally. I need you to follow shop talk podcast. Cause, um, I'm about to make my page private and shit. You know, plus you've been saying that creepy for months. following people around like that. I know I've been saying it for months and I'm just going to do it. <laughs> So uh, check that out. And listen, man, I'm not saying read a Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jane Day. Hell yeah. Peace.